So welcome again, guys, to the weekly update. This one's going to be a little bit short just because I don't have a whole lot of time today. Uh, but we will run through our normal updates, and then we'll go through some crypto and some Canvas news, too. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to get our heads down and get back to work. We've got a really, really busy week this week. So <clears throat> running through our timeline, uh, the end of this timeline is almost up. Next week, we'll be through this initial timeline, which means uh, you will have joined us for a month now. Uh, going through this process. Um, so let's see what we've kind of concluded over the last week. We were working on modeling the bonding contract that's going to continue. Uh, this one is just always, it's a constant. So we'll always be testing uh, bonding. Uh, the way that we start, though, is by running a model or a simulation that tests a bunch of variable inputs to see how the market would react. Um, <clears throat> it's usually called like a Monte Carlo simulation, but... Anyways, um, we're testing liquidity, and we're also testing uh, the prices at the liquidity pool position. So that's what we'll be up to um, on the data side. Um, testing markets. So we went through and tested markets. We also went through and tested <coughs> what happens when the pools are completely extracted. So like, let's say someone came in with like a ton of funds and uh, tried to wipe out the pool. Um, we saw how to reinstantiate the pool, how we had to move tokens back in. Um, this actually happened by accident because we have our testing platform set up for uh, minting test tokens on the contract, and we minted a bajillion of these things. <laughs> so far more than were ever put into the actual pool itself. <clears throat> so what happens is, um, let's say someone came in with like tons of money and tried to liquidate a position. Um, and this is kind of a famous story about what happened with UD, uh, USDC recently. Um, slippage will catch them in the end, meaning you can't liquidate so much at one time uh, in case something happens, right? Uh, it doesn't mean that you'll lose all your money. It just means that the market liquidity functions work as expected. Uh, if you're looking for the technical term, it's called a bonding curve. Uh, so what it does is it... it reprices the purchase of every new token based on the previous price of the token on a scale. So as you buy more, they become more expensive. Uh, as you sell more, they become less expensive. So anyways, yeah, it's just a, you know, to uh, keep at pace with slippage based on how much money is moving around. Um, after that, we've got some team education stuff that we've been working on. So I think uh, we are, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hydra, we are doing our first team education this Friday, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> we'll be running through uh, documentation or the first set of docs. Uh, and then we'll be running through our team uh, on the bonding contracts and uh, the token contracts that we have. Uh, but for the most part, it's really simple. In fact, everything is like a three or four point step, just depending on which wallet you use. But we should be good to go. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, the outreach and grants and opportunities. I think we've kind of reached our max for how many we want to fill out. And you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have been putting a lot of, Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? Um, Somebody's going to yeah, correct so me. Just, just on the, on the outreach opportunities. So, um, sorry, on the grant opportunities. So we're, we're still investigating, um, we're still investigating partners. Um, I think we've got a, um, I think one of the key things is making sure we align and, and find a suitable partner that has the same direction as us. And so there's, there's a bit of effort that needs to go into that. And that's, that's probably the main blocker at the moment is just finding best fit. 
Um, and also, um, we are completing a revise of our pitch deck. So um, that should be done over the next couple of days and we can start that process again. Um, but it's already gone through round one. Dope. And the team is wrapping up governance rules review. I believe that's done too. I think we still have to go through it again. But Yeah, we have um, a session today. Yeah, we have yeah. another session already tomorrow. planned. Yep. <clears throat> tomorrow. <laughs> so... Uh, sorry, I don't have my calendar in front of me. All right. Uh, so for this week, the testing is going to continue, uh, and it's going to continue on from here on out. So our data people, including myself, will be busy. Um, the Developing the token claim process, uh, I have this marked as done. It's not really done, per se, but we've gone through, and I've actually set up the claimant online. And I think we have one last thing, which is discussing um, how we wanted to handle KYC uh, for certain aspects, but we have a couple conversations that are happening right now. Oh, whoops. Um, behind the scenes. So we'll probably have an update for this next week. Um, let's see what else. Uh, designing the governance front end. Uh, we have, we actually are starting that this week. We have not started yet. Uh, evaluating marketing consulting. We had a great conversation with one of the leading uh, firms here in crypto. I'm not going to say who, uh, the conversation went much longer than it was expected to, and they had some great advice about uh, this project in particular, and we also had a lot of really, really great feedback. It seems people do tend to agree with us when we say it's a niche <laughs> it's a niche market. Uh, we definitely are serving an unbaked population, so it does attract a lot of general interest. Um, so design for governance front end, um, this also is just going to carry on. This is kind of a big one. Um, we have a couple different options of like existing front ends that we can use. One of them we use in CryptoMonks called Snapshot, but I think we're trying to also build in some additional functionality. Uh, we will be going through this this week as well. Uh, sorry, did I already go? I did that, right? So evaluate marketing consulting. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, I think, do we have another conversation with them scheduled this week or no? I yeah, think we um, don't. But we do? Scheduling that okay. at the with the guys. Yep. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, and then uh, evaluate tokenomics consulting. So the same group of people. Uh, again, I'm not going to drop the name just yet. Hopefully, we'll have an update once we get them uh, under contract. But we'll be doing uh, a long spree tokenomics look about you know raising much larger amounts of capital. If we initially start with our uh, <clears throat> notes that we create in the bonding uh, that we have, how can we additionally create utility for tokens, so on and so forth. So uh, that's going to be a fun conversation. So moving on into next week, uh, the testing the token claiming process is going to continue. Um, we'll have most of the, the claimant stuff. Pretty much, like I said, it's already done. Um, we just need to test it. Um, oh, yeah. One other thing on here, too, is the contract audits. Uh, we started back in March 6th and have started talking to contract auditors. I think we settle and we're going to pick one this week and get the contract audits up on mainnet uh, just so they can test. And then we'll also have them up on test nets uh, for them to go through. But I think that was the only requirement that we were missing is we need to have contracts up on mainnet. So we'll probably end up doing that uh, before we finalize the final version of the contract uh, and set it up. And so we'll have like a test contract up on mainnet, but it will not be the actual contract. Um, other than that, uh, we got a busy, busy week, uh, all kinds of stuff happening behind the scenes. Jumping back into the Dow. So again, nothing changes on this. Uh, we're going to pause most of this uh, until further regulation 
states what we're allowed to do. Uh, but we do have our, like, as always, uh, the V2 front end is sitting there uh, ready to rock and roll. But again, it just doesn't make sense for us to deploy it this early on when legislation may be changing here shortly. Um, on the actual notes, pools, and Uniswap development, uh, we're, I, I want to say for the most part, we're in testing in the contract audit portion of it. So the last thing for us to do is wrap up the training and documentation with the team here locally, put the documentation up online, launch the test contract on mainnet so that we can finish the audit, and then launch the actual contract on mainnet. And that's it. The claiming functionality doesn't need to happen initially, so we're good. Uh, we've got most of the stuff done. The tokens are actually up. <clears throat> um, we're doing a little bit more design work on them. That's about it. But other than that, the contract and the actual development portions uh, are done. So now we're just in a process of marketing and uh, trying to build a name and a reputation for ourselves. So <clears throat> again, uh, this is going to be a short one this week. And so I don't have uh, too many more critical updates about uh, development. But if we're looking back at the market, some significant things did happen. I mean, I'll kind of punch through these real quick. And I've got the cannabis market, and I've also got the crypto market. And actually, to be uh, fair, not a lot other than like drastic things have happened <laughs> in the crypto market over the last few weeks. But check this out. So retail sales uh, are expected to reach $33.4 by 2024. That's much higher than uh, what we expected uh, Initially, right? So that's a compound annual growth rate of 15.9%. If you guys were on here a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were actually looking at a compounded growth rate. Well, the actual growth rate was around 7.9%. Uh, and then the compounded rate was 11%. But now it's showing that we're somewhere around 15.9%. So cannabis market is growing faster than expected here in America. Uh, check this out. So cannabis, cannabis market is set to double this year. Canadian cannabis sales in 2020 uh, we're projected to reach 4.43 billion. Sorry, this is up to 2023, uh, and drive increase in demand due to the. Uh, sorry, the increased demand originally started from the pandemic. Uh, social equity programs continue to roll out. Uh, one of the people that we have is a good friend of mine. Actually, just got his social equity license in Los Angeles, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so, if you had ever been arrested um, for cannabis. In California, um, they have part of the social equity program is to allow previously incarcerated individuals to have access to licensing um, in hopes of recovering economically from unfair and disproportionate laws that have been put against people in the industry. Also, um, we're going to start to see this uh, spiral out, but uh, the cannabis market in Germany is taking off. Uh, I don't think that We'll see a significant market player out of Europe just yet, uh, but it's expected to continue to grow. Also, legislation in countries, uh, not in Europe in general, but most of the westernized, uh, westernized countries um, or Western economies have actually adopted legislation to not just legalize cannabis, but to legalize uh, all kinds of uh, hallucinogenics. Oh, there's a lot of different things that happen. I think we, we don't, they also did MDMA in Australia and Canada and a couple other ones, like really, really large shifts. And then Michigan's cannabis market uh, reaches record sales in May with $97.3 million, uh, which is mostly focusing on their tax revenues because Michigan. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys know Detroit, Michigan area. 
kind of known for having a hard time. <laughs> but uh, let's take a look at the crypto market real quick. Uh, you guys have probably been noticing the prices floating up. Um, so let me kind of revert back to what I started with initially. Uh, Bitcoin's at $28,000 right now, right? And ETH is at $1,797, so just under $1,800, right? Uh, prices are continuing to go up. And what we're seeing is a correlation between the amount of money being printed and the price of crypto going up. So what does this mean? It means people are considering it a great hedge against inflation. And how do we know this? Well, because as banks continue to get bailed out, they're taking on loans from the government. And the government had to print $300 billion, I think, in the last week or week and a half in order to subsidize uh, the losses that these banks would have incurred. So what they're doing is they're giving them loans against the future value of the bonds that they're holding. So uh, it creates basically a, a way for these banks to fall back on the Fed. And so savvy investors are realizing this saying, oh, shit, you know, every time the Fed goes and prints money like this, everything gets more expensive. So how do we hedge against it? Well, what are things that are outpacing the cost of capital increasing? And that's going to be things like crypto, gold, uh, even though gold, I don't think is doing too well. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> what was the other token? Oh, God, what was the other one? Uh, XRP was like going through the roof today. Uh, altcoins are continuing the bleed, which is kind of uh, also understood. People are falling back to core assets. So Ethereum, Bitcoin being the two primary. Um, for now, we see about... Uh, okay, so this is actually... I put this one in here, but I think this is going to be uh, surprising to most people. So, And this is coming from Coindesk, by the way. So most now foresee 25 basis point rate hike as opposed to the pause forward previously. So what this means is that most people are seeing that the Fed is going to continue to raise rates. And we thought that they weren't going to come out and continually raising rates. Uh, there's an economist out there by the name of Peter Zeehan, who was on Joe Rogan recently, um, who talks about this. Uh, and interestingly enough, he kind of called it. He's like, hey, you're going to see him hit you know, 25 basis points, but it's not going to stop there. Uh, we could see anywhere from 25 to 3% total increases over the following year uh, because of, you know, what's unforeseen in the inflation, right? And that's the fact that the Fed is going to have to bail out banks that are holding uh, a lot of bonds that they just can't liquidate in time without taking severe losses. So uh, if we do see that, that means that Bitcoin and Ethereum are in a really, really good spot price-wise. Um, because people are going to flood. Basically, what we're seeing right now is just the people don't feel comfortable with capital and banks, right? So moving on, uh, on-chain monitoring resource material indicators revealed that blanket buying on large global exchanges uh, or on Binance. And so this was one that I was also really excited about. Uh, blanket buying is people are just buying as much as they can across uh, multiple assets, right? So... Um, it's not necessarily a good thing, but because it's a globalized exchange and it's Binance, it probably means that most of the stuff is coming from other parts of the world um, that are really having far more uh, unfavorable economic conditions. Uh, it also means that you're going to see a lot of price volatility, but we are on the up and up trend uh, in crypto, so that's good. 
And then the BTC USD order book showed that both large volume and small volume increasing exposure uh, pre FOMC. So, what does this mean? It means people of all capital types, whether you're a, a multi millionaire uh, or people with just some side hustle money, uh, everybody is basically buying crypto at all scales, right? So, this is a general sentiment piece that would be used to indicate that. Uh, people are waking up to the fact that there's an issue going on in banking and probably one of the safest hedges is going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, and finally, this is one that's also impacted me at my work, uh, but PayPal is allowing <laughs> crypto trading on its platform. So PayPal being the largest payment network, um, private payment network, or not private payment network, but its own payment network. Um, this is going to be huge too. So we saw what happened when PayPal allowed crypto to be purchased. Now we're going to talk about trading. So I think we're moving in, in the right direction. So that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, we're continuing to plug along. I think uh, in the next week or so, we'll actually have our TGE dates set uh, and we'll be able to run through this. Again, we're just trying to make sure that everything runs and works as expected and that we go through all of our audit processes. So we've got a busy week ahead of us. Also, our marketing is going to start taking off. Um, I know that we've been talking about it for a while, about getting marketing out, but we finally have most of our assets. The team is ready. Um, you know, we've got a lot of stuff happening. So anyways, uh, any questions? I'm looking in the uh, text chat right now. I don't see anything. Are we on cloud chat? Yeah, I'm on the clouds chat. So uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. But it looks like we'll wrap this up in just under 20-something minutes, about 20 minutes. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys.